Don't tremble over my heart, that's for FPL to do. Hello and welcome to another episode of FPL by Dummies with your hosts Tom and Cam. What a week it has been. Um, yeah, didn't want to watch football anyway this weekend, so what's the fucking point of playing this fucking game anymore? <laughs> I've given up all hope. You sound really positive. Um, you enjoyed it this yeah. week. Yeah, what is it? Quoting, quoting the one and only Randy Shafter. Uh, this week was a dick slapping doozy <laughs> the frying pan into the fucking septic tank head first my bollocks shoved up my ass. what a fucking state battered bruised defeated accepting my fate the fucking gutter I want to know like how bad it was for him because the thing is everyone had a shit week like yeah reflected in the average being 39 you know I don't know how I managed to scrape above that I managed to get 41 this week but most people I know had a pretty poor week so it's not even like uh he was the one person who, for whatever reason, his players were injured or just didn't travel or whatever, and everyone else got, like, 70, 50 points or whatever, and he was down on 20. Like, everyone was getting in and around 30, 30 to 40 points, like, um, unless it was just for the yeah, banter and he's trying to get likes, I don't know, but... I don't know, it's uh, it's really funny, to be fair. Yeah, if you, if you, if you don't know, there's a guy I'd recommend following on Twitter called Randy Shafter, who, whose life has been determined by... A one John Stones this year. He absolutely hates him. But um, I'm guessing he honestly, didn't get him in before his brace in the blank uh, in the double game week or so. No, he didn't have him for the brace. No, he was absolutely. Um, he was he was ridiculous. Yeah, and he just but his tweets are just literally his post was it wasn't even a tweet because obviously it's only 160 characters. His post was two A4 pages of text basically. It was in it's his like notes, full... wasn't it? It was in his like notes on oh, his phone. It, it was massive. Like it was just such a ridiculous uh a ridiculous tweet but just made me laugh so much it was like oh i thought i was having a bad week and then i and then i read that and i was like <laughs> yeah fair play this is it's always worse somewhere else it's the yeah. one the one solace of fpl even as shit as it is for you can we just talk about how danny welbeck got 12 points this week <laughs> what has happened to the guy he was really <laughs> I, I know, he could have had more as well um he put an assist across to trossard who skied over the crossbar um he was, yeah. He, and did you see any of the highlights? Did no, you see I've, I've literally, goal? I've only seen two of the games that are on the BT YouTube channel because I've not, Sky still haven't uploaded any of theirs. I don't know if they plan to. Yeah, but. cool. Yeah, well, oh yeah, they, did the, they did the, they Sky got involved with the blackout this week on the Well, BT did today. as well, but they uploaded the highlights that they had from their games um, yesterday yeah. afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think Sky are posting anything. No. I don't, they didn't post anything over no, the weekend. They, all they've posted they is... Um, the Henri. Well, I just thought I knew they wouldn't post over the weekend because they were partaking in it, but I thought they might just upload the vids after. Um, so still have the highlights on their channel, but uh, clearly not. So I'm going to have to watch match of the day, as it turns out. But um, well, is it just a thing of being a Man United reject that you now all of a sudden discover your form at a mid to lower table team? Like maybe. Although to be fair, he's been pretty shit for Brighton for what two years now. Well, Watford. Pre- this is his first season at Brighton. He was at Watford before. Oh, Watford last and Arsenal, year. obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, I think I saw the stat on match of the day, and it was a uh, nine. This is his first time he scored nine goals since he was at United in two thousand and thirteen, or whenever he was there. Wow. Christ, such a long time ago now. Bloody hell. Yeah, but it's a lovely touch. He like takes it, takes it down. He like like pulls it through his own legs and then spins and just absolutely completely well, that was his goal. the defenders. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, wow. like, he like takes it down. As he takes it down, he puts puts it through his own legs. He was always one of those players, wasn't he? That he just worked hard, but by the sounds of that, he always just looked like so ungainly. He didn't have much technique about him, but by the sounds of that, he's uh he's pulled a weldy off there. Yeah, it's a great goal. It's a really good goal. And then yeah, obviously got the well, he got he got the penalty, um, which to be fair, Alioski like sort of basically wraps his arm around his leg, and so it's sort of. He's gonna give it because it's VAR, so he's obviously gonna give it. Well, as soon as the ref gives it, there's no way he's gonna overturn it. Um, and then yeah, he puts a ball across to Trossard, who probably should have scored. And so yeah, he could have had a lot more points actually. This is the week of the weirdest top point scorers because we've also got El Nenny in there with eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got a goal, <laughs> clean sheet, and is it maximum bonus he got? I think he ahead, got maximum ahead bonus, of yeah. Bamiyang, who by the looks of who it got goal, goal and, and assist, assist and he's a striker, so. Yeah, the, the the bonus points this weekend really didn't make sense to me because um, Chris Wood scored and Sue Fowle and Ben Rama only got assists but somehow managed to get more bonus points than him. Now, I know obviously they were probably, like West Ham had the better of that game yesterday, so they probably were more involved. But yeah, it's always it always seemed to be the case that whenever you're a striker and you score, you always seem to just leap up the bonus points uh, table, but he didn't manage to. Um Evans with 10 points uh, Aurea with 2 assists did Mendy get an, just the 1 assist or did he I think he got uh, yeah an assist clean sheet and bonus um, so all very left field picks which kind of explains the average so as well as everyone having probably Liverpool Man United some Chelsea defenders Arsenal defenders and missing out on those those points all of the points that did come in came really left field so I think the only people that anyone really had was Son in their team. Um, everyone else was a major, major differential because I don't think anyone expected Antonio to be back this soon and with two goals on his return. Um, definitely didn't expect El Nenny to get 11. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> when the, did you see the top the top scorer this week had El Nenny in his team as well? And there's always people just saying like, well, this guy is just, the guy has problems. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the one that really, the one that really got me so frustratedly angry. Obviously, apart from the entire game week as a whole, but this one really got to me was the fact that Mendy didn't get any bonus points. Um, obviously, Chelsea get the clean sheet. Havertz got two goals. So he got both the bonus points. Then and then you'd expect like oh Werner and Mount obviously got an assist each. So you think they'd be up there? No, it was Christiansen and Thiago Silva. Even though Mendy got three saves and one of the saves was absolutely ridiculous like the ball's going like to his right hand side it takes a massive deflection he manages to like completely readjust his body and like put it you know, and he goes to his left and he gets a hand to it but the hands are in the middle it's like the shots in the middle of his goal so he manages to not just get a hand to it but get it like around the, the left hand post as well it's an absolutely ridiculous save and then I was like oh he's definitely getting some bonus points you know he's made some really good saves this game and then I looked at it it was like nope Nope, he finished fourth in the bonus point. Sadly, like, I don't think the shit. quality of the saves counts for the BPS. I think it is just the number. But that even right. even with but that then, said, like Thiago Silva and Christensen must have made a ridiculous amount of blocks in order to finish that high in the, stupid. in the in well, the Well, I remember like what Mendy got two saves in the United game when it was nil nil, and he got three bonus points for that. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make just sense raging. to me. It never has done. Uh, it seems so arbitrary. I know, like for example, Salah loses the ball a lot, but there's no way that he loses it enough to cause him to finish as low in the bonus points as he does. Like, um, yeah, it always just baffles me. And especially, and this is kind of the point I was making about strikers finishing high. 
Kane always seems to just score one goal and he shoots right to the top and Son can have two and just about be scraping second place. Um, just never makes sense to me. It's one of those things, along with um, price rises and falls, I think they just make it up as they go along. Um, yeah. But they just look at it and go, like, what's going to be the most frustrating thing we can do this week? Oh, <laughs> what's going to tilt half of Twitter? Uh, yes, we'll go with this. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, if, obviously, if you didn't... Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll go straight into it. We'll see if I can do it. Uh, so if you didn't see any of the games... Uh, this week, here's your 60 second rundown on all of the games and and not games. So Friday night started with Southampton versus Leicester. Um, Southampton had a player sent off in the first 10 minutes, so we thought it was going to be a 9-0 battering. Nope, one all. What a fucking disappointment. <laughs> Man City beat Crystal Palace. No one of interest scored in that game, because that was really shit again for everyone. Brighton beat Leeds 2-0. Stuart Dallas owners went straight in the bin with that one. Um, yeah, Danny Welwick on absolute fire. Um, Kai Havertz regained his place in the Chelsea team, beating Fulham 2-0. Um, yeah, Mason Mount just showing why he's a different, a different bit of gravy, that kid. That was some unbelievable passing in that game. Uh, Aston Villa come from behind to beat Everton. No, they didn't. They went 1-0 up and then 1-2-1. So I got that one wrong. Um, Arsenal went 1-2-0 away to Newcastle, as uh, as Cam's already said. El Nenny got himself a goal and three bonus points. Um, Gareth Bale, hat-trick. Ninth hat-trick in his career. Um, apparently it's his, his third, in, third in the Premier League. Um, and to be fair, what a great hat-trick it was as well. Um, absolutely demolished Sheffield United. Um, so bouncing straight back from the Carabao Cup defeat Wolves drew 1-0 with West Brom and no one really cares about that game and finally West Ham beat Burnley with Antonio coming back from injury coming back from the dead apparently all of a sudden and uh, and scoring two goals and of course Wood's still got Wood um, yeah <laughs> I've definitely goal, still got Wood that man yeah I mean yeah, I think a... the most surprising well no the funniest part of that game was did you see Antonio's chance to get his hat trick no. He literally kicked it against his standing leg from two yards out. Like the ball got swept in. He knocked it with his right against his left leg and bounced just across the area and then they just cleared it. And he was literally two yards out and could have had his hat trick. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, what happened to Kane? I thought, you know, by the fact that I didn't see him scoring, he must have been benched, but he just seemed to be non-existent in that game. Bale and Son taking the limelight. but Yeah, it was... Um... There was a few like half chances and stuff like that 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 he had. He was offside for a couple of shots, and yeah, it just just didn't fall to him. I don't mm. think, um, which is a little bit frustrating for what ninety nine percent of people. Yeah, the captain I mean, did. he must be involved in over, well over fifty percent of their goals this year, and against Sheffield United, oh, yeah. where they and especially you know we all expected them to win in the, in the sort of way that they did, but for them to win four 0 and Kane not be involved, and when you've got him captain, is a little bit tilting but um not quite as tilting as having Bern Leno Arsenal's number one dropped for no apparent reason um for Matt Ryan to then go on and keep a clean sheet David Luiz to come back in he's a shit well he's not shit he's just past it um but come in and replace Rob Holding who's been playing for you know the past six weeks and been playing quite well another six points dropped and then Tuchel with his merry-go-round roundabout of rotation taking Aspilicueta out for the second game that I've had him in when they again keep a clean sheet so I missed out on 18 points which in a week where the average was 39 I would have been on um, I think it would have been like well over 60 points yeah yeah same for me obviously Rudiger so I ended up with seven players playing in a squad of 15 playing players I have 15 playing players Mm. usually and only seven of them played um, which was just Thanks for that. Honestly, got the, just uh, Manchester fans. 
Yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah, just like I sort of I get it, but just you know. Yeah, I was gonna say what, why did you have, what, why did you have to do it when FPL's? On the end, you know? <laughs> I was gonna say what was your take on on that whole protest? Though? Um, like I sort I get it, I can understand why they did it. Um, I think it went a bit too far. Like I because well, you saw, did you see? I assume you saw the video of that guy. He just picks up the camera, and just absolutely launches it onto the pitch. I hadn't seen it, but I'd heard about it. Yeah. It's quite funny because everyone's like, "Oh, you know, it's peaceful protest." And to be fair, I think majority it was a peaceful protest. So you know, but then it obviously just went. It was a peaceful protest until they left the ground, mm. and then it all just all hell kicked kicked off. Um, you know, I just don't see like them causing problems. How that's going to help the club? Like, yeah, I mean, it's one of those where I mean, definitely. The, it turning violent in pockets it, it's such a shame for any type of protest especially when it is supposed to be peaceful because it just detracts from the message of everyone else that they're trying to put across um i don't know i think like obviously it is and i don't know well it's just how much of an inconvenience it is to the club because you know i don't think anything's going to change if they don't kind of cause some disruption and kind of make make it clear what it is that they want and how much they want it because if they you know they just turned up outside and said please leave like are the glazers gonna go oh okay then you know they've got to in some way make sure that they're heard but yeah I mean I definitely don't think that how it manifested was right but yeah I don't know I think they do have to disrupt them some way because I mean well the game didn't end up being put on um but I saw something stupid like it's been costing Man United like five million a game or so without fans in the stadium. So mm. I don't know. By disrupting the game, it might have hit them financially. I don't know. So probably not though. Not really. Well, in terms of yeah, I mean the game will TV prob- revenue, I guess. But they they get the TV revenue, I guess. Anyway, well, it's I was going like, to say they'll probably. It's not like the it's not like that game's going to get. You know, all that's going to happen is that game's going to be put on at a different time, and it's still going to be on telly yeah. because it's Man United versus Liverpool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Obviously, they've got to redo some of the pitch now because they've damaged the pitch. Um, there was there was damage to the pitch mm. apparently. Um, yeah, it was just I don't know really. It, I, I just there's obviously it's obviously everyone's talking about it now, but the thing is, I don't think the Glazers care. No, it's like the thing is, it's not like they own Man United because they love Man United. They own Man United because it makes a shitload of money for mm. them. So are they really going to care if the fans come out and say we hate you? Not really because they live in America. It's not like they you know they, okay yeah they're at the odd game and stuff, but they're only at the odd game because they're have to be there I think well I mean they've been they faced much stiffer opposition than this in the years gone by I mean I don't remember it too much because I was quite young at the time but when they first took over Gary Neville's been saying about it for the past couple of weeks that there was the the protests were much more vehement than they were this week in terms of their against their ownership um and obviously it kind of settled down because United continued being successful and they still spent money um but yeah, I mean, it, it is just a cash cow for them. The only thing I wonder is how much they do actually make off it because, you know, obviously no doubt it is a massive global brand and, and ticket sales and t- um, shirt sales alone, they'll make a, an absolute bomb. But I've always heard that, you know, when people own clubs, they, they never make money off it because it costs yeah. so much to run them and to constantly be successful, they've constantly got to be putting money in. Um, yeah. So obviously, yeah, they do make a lot, but I think they invest a lot as well. So, yeah, I think I think the issue that they have mainly is the fact that well, when United were bought by the Glazers, they were completely debt free. Mm. 
And now I think, I think well, I was, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a big United fan and he was saying, I didn't think it was this much, but, and so obviously uh, anyone correct me if I'm wrong if you're listening, but I think he said it was somewhere in the region like £700 million in debt now. Well, because so, of what um, the Glazers like have been taking they dividends put, and they, stuff out of it, and... so they pushed their entire, they pushed their personal finances of their ownership, yeah. and took. They basically just borrowed money against the club because obviously the club is such a a brand. They could just borrow money yeah. against them. So what they've used, they've used it as a sort of a almost collateral for other things. So they bought a business which was completely debt free, then borrowed against the business to make it to make themselves can, more money. Can you imagine like? Um, if they couldn't pay whatever debt and they just had to kind of hand over Manchester United to someone. God, it would, it would be glorious. Like, it's it? just it's just but, mental, like, you know, in terms of using something like that as collateral, you know, people, like most you might see in normal everyday people as a house or something, and yeah. that would still be pretty shocking, but to, like, <laughs> just sign over Man United to someone because you can't afford to pay something, it's ridiculous, but... Yeah, and obviously same happening with Arsenal. Obviously not in a as, as an aggressive way, mm. but... Obviously, is it the Spotify owners come yeah, out? Yeah, Daniel Ek. putting a bid. I think it's like three billion, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was at least two. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The the Arsenal fans clearly made their point felt and didn't cause game disruption. The same with Chelsea. Um, but I guess you know Chelsea aren't really. They're not asking for a new owner. Arsenal are. So maybe the United fans could have done it in that way. But you know, I mean, they yeah. definitely have made their point. So if if nothing else, they've achieved that. But yeah, I mean, definitely don't agree with it turning violent in pockets. It's just, it's just a few idiots, isn't it, here and there who decide. Oh yeah, either this will yeah, be funny you, or they just you know, want a never... fight. Like, yeah, you can tell there's obviously people that turn up to the peaceful protests and then decide to go. Oh, you know what? Let's start, let's start beating up yeah. some coppers. And uh, well, didn't someone? Yeah, didn't one of the coppers get slashed or something? Yeah, yeah, it's mental. really bad as well. Like, like, what what is the point? Face, it's like, like yeah. the guy's turned up to do his job. He's not <laughs> the Glazers, like. If worse, like if you're pissed off at someone, rip some seats up or something, but don't go and do a copper in. Like it's just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, no. Poor poor lads. Poor lads. They're just doing his job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not like he's a. He's not like he's some American copper who goes around shooting people. He's a. Uh, you know. He's he's just well trying to trying to I guess protect protect the public, yeah. but um. Yeah, but yeah, crazy stuff. Eh? I think all in all. It was a shit week because of that in part. <laughs> um, I can't complain too much. I got a slight rise of 2K uh, to match my two points above the average. It was well 1,000 places for every point I got above average. Um, don't know how I managed that. Uh, got obviously big up Kelechi, gave away a pen, but then got the assist for uh, Johnny Evans' goal. And um, yeah, Chris Wood as always. And then big Hyungmin Son. Coming in with his two assists. Was it two? No, one assist and one goal. Um, one assist, one goal, yeah. Yeah. And Doing like, nicely. I, it was game week, well, it was game week 34, so I decided to go with 34 points this week because <laughs> I thought, you know, just like the symmetry of it, really. Yeah. It wasn't about point scoring for me this week. It was about how can it look most aesthetically yeah. So pleasing. you won this week, basically. I actually won, yeah. yeah I, won, I won FPL this week yeah. by doing that. Congrats. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think that silence really summed up how bad it was this week. It was. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrible. Well, I guess in the, to not dwell on it anymore and try and uh, be a bit more positive, we'll look towards game week thirty five with the same trepidation as we always do. Um, so yeah, can I can I quote can I quote Randy Shaft for the next bit? Leave, so, leave um, us with a, a final a final memory. 
Yeah, so uh, Randy Shafter. So just moving on to next, moving on to game week thirty five. Like Oliver fucking twist. Please, FPL, can I have some more shit? For I am a I am a shitting sadist. Of course, Randy. There's plenty more shit where that came from. <laughs> and on to game week thirty five. We go. Oh, there we go. And as as you all you all baying the same message. Please give us some more snog, marry, and void. Um, so we'll get on straight with it. Um, so if you're not listened before, snog, marry, and void is one of the games we play uh, on this podcast. So premise of it's quite simple. We are uh, give you Tom and I will give you someone who we recommend to snog so just get in your team for a short punt whether that be one or two weeks uh, I'll marry is someone we're looking or we would advise having long term um, and then avoid is someone to just yeah keep out either get rid from your team or not bother following the crowd as the most transfers in might suggest this week um, so Tom you're snog this week who are you looking to get in so, um, obviously, if you aren't aware, you should be. It's another double game week this week. Oh, I can't be honest, I'm so sick and tired of these double game weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's really. a pretty sizable one as well, isn't it? There's a good few teams who have got yeah. multiple fixtures, so... And, um, yeah, with the, the lack of defenders I have at the moment, uh, I'm going to be getting in Luca Dine. Um It's a risk, i got to be honest. Um, I think I've probably said at some point this year to avoid him. I'm sure somebody has anyway, um, because it is a really weird Everton team at the moment that win one week lose another week keep a clean sheet one week don't keep a clean sheet the other week they've got West Ham and they've got Villa this week and I think they can get one clean sheet in that um, Dina got obviously got an assist in the last game and and for me it was it was looking through all of the double game weeks and who really has the best double game week it was who's got the best double game week but then has a, has a game week in game week 36 because it's the other annoying thing in this week is it's Double and thirty-five. Then there's, a, a th- I think it's going to be three blanks in thirty-six because United look like they're going to get the Liverpool game in thirty-six now. Oh, are they? Um, yes. So really, it was looking at Villa, Palace, Everton, Southampton, or United. And for me, in the fixtures there are, I'm probably, uh, we, you know, already I already own Luke Shaw for United. So for me, yeah, Luca Dine seems like a. A snog, you know, it's a differential enough where I think you know you can you can, you might be able to get away with it. Might he might you know, we've seen over the years he get he can produce absolute ridiculous performances. He obviously got the assist in the game uh, just gone against Villa for their for their goal for Calvert Lewin, um, and yeah, you know he's not been not been the best this year, but um, he's got nine assists this year, so it's it's still quite good. So um, yeah, Luca Dina this week it is it is a punt. Uh, I do, I do, do accept that. Um, he's only owned by, well, he's owned by nine point five percent of people. So it's, it, you know, it's not a crazy differential, but it's definitely differential enough uh, for you to earn some points on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I did see him um, in the yeah most transferred in this week, and straight off the bat, I was like, I was actually going to have him as my avoid this week. Um, but the more I look at it, the more he's starting to appeal. So as I've mentioned, I got screwed over by. Tuchel rotating Aspilicueta but even with that not being the case I probably would have um, shipped him this week anyway because Chelsea's end of the season is pretty gross and on top of that you know if they beat or go through anyway against Madrid is it tonight tomorrow tomorrow Tomorrow. Um, then I mean I'm I'm guessing that's why Aspilicueta was rested on the weekend was because of the Champions League game so Tuchel might rest him so he's not going to play and if he does you know Chelsea could be conceding goals so I'm looking for someone to replace him and there was not really too many standout options but yeah Luca Dean 9.5% owned as you say I mean he probably has a bit more 
of a higher ownership in the people still playing the game. So that's probably not quite representative, but I don't think the the fixtures are four and three on the fixture difficulty, and they are both away from home. But Everton are free scoring, so are West Ham, Villa. Are, you know, I think they'll both be some quite open ended games. So they're not necessarily going to be good for a clean sheet. But I think he's on their set pieces. He gets forward a lot anyway, so he could get some attacking returns. And then, as you say, with the blank coming up after that in thirty six, he plays, and importantly, it's against Sheffield United. Um, and then following that, Wolves. So that is actually like, as you, if you are just looking at it as a punt, I think it is quite a good one for the next three weeks. Um, you mean you could probably either get rid of him or bench him for the City game at the end of the season. Um, but who knows? You know, City will probably have the title wrapped up by then. So could actually be worth risk in playing him. So, yeah, I don't think he's a he's a terrible shout, especially if you can afford him. Yeah, it's um yeah, as I said it's it's a big old punt because he could do as we've seen with some of my other defender picks this year like Ricardo Piera, he could be an absolute flop. Um but yeah, the Sheffield United and Wolves games definitely look good afterwards. Mm. Um yeah, Sheffield United have only scored 18 goals this season. Um which if they don't score two goals in the next four game weeks, they will be the lowest scoring prem team of ever. Yeah. So well, I mean, um, as well, Wolves yeah. aren't particularly, as I said, been saying the past couple of weeks, we all, we recommended probably like four or five weeks ago now to get some of their defensive assets in. They've kind of delivered, but yeah, I think because they've not really got anything to play for, they're not going to make Europe, they're not going to go down. They've just kind of been in their armchairs for the past couple of weeks. So they um, quite annoyingly conceded last week when I had Cody playing. But yeah, I think Everton could, could well get an, um, a result against them. Um, so yeah, not a bad shout. Um, my snog this week, I'm gonna stick with him because I think he is gonna come good. Um, it's Patty Bamford. Um, now he has blanked in in terms of in front of goal for the past five games, um, which is his longest stretch. Um, the scout uh tipped him for their selection this week, saying that he'd never gone four games. Um, he's now gone five. Um, his last goal was against Fulham and I mean he got an assist against City and then unfortunately got subbed off because of the red card but I think Leeds you know they're an attacking force they've got really nice fixtures to end the season Um, and Bamford just gets chances so I think he's bound to convert one of them sooner rather than later Um, I do want to have him but I mean the resurgence of Antonio who I'll come on to in a minute kind of lades uh it's kind of scuppers that plan um but I, w- I would recommend him they've got spurs at home next um spurs aren't the most offensively sound and yeah leads are at home then they've got burnley away southampton away and west brom at home so quite a nice end to the season um and yeah bamford just gets a lot of shots and so i think he'll score sooner rather than later yeah yeah completely agree um yeah he's definitely going to be in the list of people to replace Vardy for game week 36 for me um, yeah they have a great little run towards the end of the end of the season yeah I, I, he will sc- he will score before the yeah. end of the season I, I, I put money on that so the only dilemma for me now then is my marry this week who I'm suggesting to get in to the end of the season is Mikel Antonio um, the only reason he left my team was because he got injured um, and he came straight back into the fold yesterday and scored a brace um, he's not you know, a world-class striker, but he does 
just seem to be in the right place at the right time. He causes defenders havoc. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, it was shown by his finish for his uh, potential hat-trick yesterday that he's not a world-class striker, but he does just, he he does get the job done one way or another. Um, and with their into the season of Everton, Brighton, West Brom and Southampton, you know, West Ham have been scoring goals with and without him. I think they'll continue to do so and yeah, he'll be heavily involved. So yeah, he's, uh, how, how much range is he? 4.8%. You know, that was a lot higher going back a couple of months when he was in, in he was fit and in form. Um, so yeah, try and get ahead of that curve and get him in ASAP because you want to capitalise on those returns as and when they start coming in. Yeah, um, he's got nine goals this season, but he's been injured for half of it. Yeah. So you can ju- that just sort of tells you how how well he's been playing when he's been playing. Um, yeah, he had a few games where he blanked, but he was playing pretty. He had pretty tough opposition, um, but he did get he was getting assists in those as well, and it wasn't like he wasn't wasn't playing. He's been out for four games. So he's not been out for it's not like he's been out for months. It's more like weeks. So you know he's not going to be. He's not like when he's coming back and he's like completely out of the fold. He he should have still a bit of fitness mm. there. So yeah, hoping he comes in. Played a full ninety yesterday. So which was completely unexpected. That was not expected no. at all. I was so yeah, been out and then all of a sudden injury. just come back in and yeah. Definitely, um, my strong this week. I'm going for a double up on this one, and it's not a double. It's one. I'd say one or the other. I'd say I don't think going both. So my, my marry this week is Hyunmin Son, um, and or Gareth Bale. Now, don't you just mean my Gareth Bale? <laughs> you said not to double up. Yeah, Hyunmin Son or Gareth Bale. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. Um, yeah. So basically, they've got a really good run of fixtures. Um, but what I would say is, I think most people have Son in. Um, if you've got him, don't make a sideway move to Bale. And I don't think Spurs are worth doubling up on. Um, you saw against Man City how pr- they were pretty toothless, um, and yesterday they well, and sorry, uh, on the weekend they were playing bottom of the league, who have only scored eighteen goals all season, who have been basically the whipping boys for pretty much everyone all season. So, you know, I don't think they're going to set the world alight in these final games. But what I would say is, if you've got Hyunmin Song, keep Hyunmin Song. If you don't have either of them, get in Gareth Bale because I'm pretty sure he's going to play the rest of the games now, unless he. Get, get you know get, if he gets injured of course um which is potential with with gareth he does like a good he does like a good injury um but yeah his hat trick yesterday was uh, i keep saying yesterday his hat trick on the weekend was really good um son also obviously got golden assist he had a he scored a second great goal to be honest um in the first half he scored a goal but it was narrowest offside again uh, which is very frustrating um but yeah he, he did score an absolute rocket to be fair um and obviously his goal, the goal he actually scored was, was you know, outside of the box. That classic outside of the box right-footed curler that he, he likes to mm. put in every so often. So, um, yeah, if you've got Son, keep him. And uh, I keep him for the rest of the season. They've got Leeds, Wolves, Villa and Leicester to finish. Um, Leicester probably could concede a few goals in these games. I, you know, they've got quite a hard run into the season. Um, and yeah, and if you don't have Son, I'd go with Gareth Bale. He, looks, he was absolutely on fire yesterday. Um, an interesting stat as well, he scored five goals in, the, in his last four appearances for Spurs. So even though he's been benched by Mourinho a lot, obviously Mourinho's not there. He's a uh, best mates best mates with old Ryan. So uh, it looks like he's going to be playing quite a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I have Son, so I won't be moving to Bale. But I did consider recommending Bale this week. Um, as you say, I mean, Mourinho was Jose, isn't he? So 
Bale was never guaranteed minutes unless he was in the absolute form of his life. And, you know, he did show glimpses here and there and he still didn't manage to get consistent game time. But him and... I I do think it is a big factor that him and Ryan Mason have a good personal relationship and I think he will get the game time off the back of that. If you look at the past two games, I think it is only the past two games Mason's been in charge. He's played 82 minutes and 74 and scored four goals in the past two games. Um, and uh, I know he didn't get an assist, but a clean sheet point um, against Sheffield United. So as long as he can stay fit, yeah, I think he is a good a good option for the rest of this season, um, especially with two home fixtures coming up. I think Spurs are quite strong at home. Um, they do have leads away, which will be a bit more of a tough ask. But yeah, I just think Bale is in good form. Uh, 3.5% owned only. Um, yeah, I think he's he's worth... Um, yeah, just taking a punt on him. Yeah. Um, my avoid this week. Someone not worth taking a uh, punt on. Talk, talking talking about another winger. Um, yeah, one I don't think you should take a punt on. They have a, a very nice looking double game week, but don't get in Wilfred Zaha. Um, they're playing Sheffield United and Southampton. For me, he's just, he is there's always one player in the double game weeks that's the trap of the week and he is for me is trap of the week because for me well he's let's have a look at his, his, his stats recently um, I think he's been relatively non-existent he's had one goal and one assist in the last five games um, and he's played 90 minutes in every single one of those games um, and Palace have been scoring in the goals, those games but he just isn't getting too involved really for me it's you know why get him in because you're going to get him in for that double game week and then they've got Aston Villa then Arsenal and Liverpool for the finish of the season um, and I can't see him getting results in any of those games they've not been really that great this year Crystal Palace they've done alright they've just sort of drifted along they're not going to they're nowhere near relegation but they're, no, you know, they're not near the top of the table they've got nothing to play for um, and yeah you know he is potentially does something against Sheffield United that's the, my only worry but for me, it's just there's better options for the last four game weeks that you could get in for the, for those points, those parts. And he is seven point one mil, so it's not like he's you know he's not he's not stupidly expensive. But again, he's not sitting in like he's not the world's cheapest midfielder to get in either. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're sort of in you're not in bench fodder territory. You're sort of that little bit slight more investment. Yeah, I mean, if so. you have him, you want him playing, um, and if you have him playing, you want him scoring. So. Um, he. I'd actually say if you're going to get in a, if you're going to get a Palace this, uh, player this week, then Giata's probably a better shout. There's more chance of clean sheets, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that you know with these fixtures, you probably the way to go is their defence. But even having said that, you know, as you mentioned, Sheffield United are one of the lowest scorers this week, but they've not been too bad, and David McGoldrick kind of causes defences problems. So, you know. Palace haven't been the most watertight of late. Uh, what did you say their stats were? So they've not kept a clean sheet since West Brom at home, which was game week 28. And then before that, um, Fulham and Man United in the double and t- uh, 26. Um, so there's quite a lot of games where they've not kept clean sheets. And obviously they have played some difficult teams in that time. But yeah, I'm just not convinced. Um, Sheffield United and Southampton are probably the weakest of their next five games and then after that they've got Villa, Arsenal and Liverpool so I don't think they're keeping clean sheets in any of those games. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, he's the second most transferred in. I mean, having said that, the most transferred in is James Ward-Prowse, which isn't the worst shout because he is on set pieces um, and they do have a double and it's quite a nice one this week. Um, well, Palace Liverpool in the Palace. second one. But I mean, Liverpool aren't watertight, especially at Anfield. So he's on corners. Um, I know Vestergaard is banned, but Bednarek's still there. They could definitely score from a corner or from a free kick. We're really susceptible from set pieces. So, um, and yeah, we can more than easily give away a penalty and he's on those. So, yeah, I mean, there aren't any of the usual suspects and the most transferred in this week. So, um, it probably isn't too representative, but yeah, I wouldn't get Zaharin either. Um, and mine, this, my recommendation to avoid this week is Diaz. Um, I've had him most of the season. I got rid of him two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, kind of in good time, really, because uh, City are starting to rotate more, uh, presumably to keep their best players fresh for the Champions League. Um, and where he was once ever-present, um, he started to yeah feature on the bench a bit more. So he's only played one of the past two games. Um, uh, sorry, one of the past three games. Um which is just completely out of the blue for him. Prior to that, he'd played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games on the bounce. Um, then blanked against Spurs. And then again, before that, played every other game this season. So um, it really is very uncharacteristic for him to be being benched. And who knows, if they get through against PSG, then they don't have any more Champions League games until after the season ends. Um, they still have the FA Cup to go semi-finals I oh, know the final they're already in the final aren't they yeah they're playing so, uh, Leicester. Leicester so yeah I mean once the Champions League's out of the way maybe he'll be a bit more regular but even with that said I think their fixtures to end the season aren't the nicest they've got Chelsea at home Newcastle away Brighton away Everton at home now the last three aren't world beaters obviously but I think they've got it in them to at least score a goal against City so um, yeah I would steer clear of him for two reasons. Fixtures aren't great, and if they are, if he is, sorry, um, he's not going to play, and even if he does, um, their fixtures aren't great. So avoid Diaz. Um, and kind of on the note of them playing Champions League, Mbappe isn't fit enough to start today. On the bench. Yeah. So that is a, a big, big boost for City in their efforts to get through. But Interesting. Very interesting. See what happens in that place. And then, yeah, so that was a, that was Nogmar Avoid. Indeed. Thank you. Um, what are we, what are we thinking with uh, Game Week 35 coming up? Um, More of the same old. <laughs> my team looks ridiculous. It's so frustrating. My team looks, on paper, team is unreal. So, I mean, like, with the, the nicest two, as you said, the nicest on paper is Palace. So he's just steering clear of any of their assets, defensive or attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, other than that. Yeah. My team's just ended up working out itself. I've got, uh, currently, I've got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players playing in the double game week. As in playing um, t- twice? Playing twice, wow. yeah. Yeah, that is good. And just out of pure luck and chance. Um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. But then unfortunately I've got in that team, I've got Rudiger, who's obviously potentially injured, holding, which is going to be my replacement. So he's coming out 
because um, unfortunately it doesn't look like he's going to be playing. And Saka, who seems to be just playing in the Europa League, so it's potentially not as good as I thought it might be. But um, yeah, we'll see. It's it's an interesting one, really, because I just don't know how it's going to sit and who's going to play, who's not. To be honest, I've still got a really tasty looking bench if, if if it does come off. If they do, you know, don't if they don't play either game of the double, which I'd be surprised if one doesn't play at least one yeah. game in there. Um, but yeah, how about you? Well, now that you've said, oh no, that doesn't make a difference. Um, I was going to say that now that you've said Man United are playing their game, but that's not until thirty six, because um, I would have had Liverpool players playing twice. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have anywhere near as many of playing the double as you, but I've got some decent options so Son and Kane playing Leeds away as I said I think Leeds will give them a good game but they can see goals um, I think apart from Palace um, Leicester actually have one of the nicest double game week fixtures so they've got Newcastle at home to start and then Man United away which obviously isn't going to be an easy game but I think they'll give them a good game there um, on the flip side of that I've got Bruno who I did recommend to avoid but he then proceeded to score two and assist two in the Europa League immediately after we recorded so um, I think he might stay for at least this double um, which is Villa away and Leicester at home so yeah I mean Liverpool with Southampton at home I would hope that we win and keep a clean sheet but I also would have thought the same about Newcastle and we didn't manage to do that so um, yeah that remains to be seen I would like to keep Leno in goal because although they play Chelsea in the second game of the double they do have West Brom at home which they should keep a clean sheet in but again that depends if he plays or not whether Arteta decides yeah. that Ryan now deserves to get a starting spot I mean no doubt Ryan is a good goalkeeper but Leno's their number one and has been all season so for him to all of a sudden get dropped is very frustrating but um. Yeah, who are you thinking about captaining out of all of that? Oh, to honest, it sounds it sounds a little bit um, sadistic, but I'm probably going to go with Jamie Vardy again. <laughs> you just love more pain. Please, FPL, yeah. give me more shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, pile it on, lads, pile it on. Um, yeah, I just, I went Vardy, obviously not this week. I had Kane this week, which obviously didn't go very well either. Um, but yeah, I... I just enjoy captaining Jamie Vardy and I do really enjoy trying to captain a differential. Obviously Kane this week was just had to be done. Um, so I might just, but I might just go for it. It's just one of those where I just got a feeling that he's going to at some point just, just absolutely destroy. And I just can see it. The Newcastle game just looks so appealing to me. Um, Leicester obviously haven't been unbelievable recently, but I think with Madison now back and he, like the first few games, he hasn't played that well since he's been back. Um, but I think it might be one of those where he's just sort of getting back to his form and if he can find his form then it could just, just tick and yeah as much as I, as much as I would rather you know it might be easier just to get on at Kelchi uh, Kelechi I just would love to go with Vardy and just see him smash another corner flag again <laughs> yeah how about you? I think I'm going to go for Bruno Fernandes um, do you know where that comes from by the way? From Fifi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that is actually how you're supposed to pronounce his name, but it's just funny. Um, I think what's it? Is it Lindelof? Lind- 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 <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go for Bruno. Um, as I say, they're not the easiest fixtures, but I do remember last year he got a goal and assist away against Villa, which obviously doesn't necessarily mean anything this week. But I don't know. He is he is pedigree and. 
he kind of has broken his drought in that Roma game. So we obviously didn't get to see if that continued against Liverpool this week. But if not, then I think Kelechi is a good shout, as you say, that Newcastle game at home. And even with the United away, I reckon they could go go there and score at least two. So, um, yeah, probably one of those two. But having said that, I'll take the armband off Kane and that's when you'll go and score a brace away against Leeds. So, don't know if I'll be yeah. able to steer clear of the, the set and forget, but it will certainly be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, we, we we both gained on Salah, even though we went with Kane this, year, <laughs> this week. Just by um, default of him Salah not playing. <laughs> Exactly. So um, we're that good. We have yeah, to rely on him not playing. That works for me. Yeah, that works for me. If he doesn't play and I gain on him, that works for me every time. So yeah, zero points for Salah this week on the captaincy race, and and four points apiece for me and Cam. That was a gorgeous captaincy pick. Yeah, I mean the thing is, not only have you gained on Salah, but you've gained on Josh and I as well. Like there was a time when you were a good like fifty points behind us captain wise, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I think back game me like 18 or 19. Although, yeah, 18, I was 50 points. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, in that in that spate, you got more points. Because I look in more recent history and I've outperformed you captain-wise um, on the whole. But yeah, so it must have been that those few weeks around there that you just called back some points. But oh yeah, you had that one in 21 where you got 30 and I got four. So um, That's because of Captain Salah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're 16 points behind Sal if you'd captained him all season. Josh is four ahead and I'm 26 ahead. So, um, yeah, I want to keep that going. Hold it till the end of the season. Prove that I'm if better I can at turn, FPL then. I about to say, if I can turn that positive by the end of the season, I'll be, I'll be very happy. We'll, we'll, but and to be fair, Salah doesn't play for the next four game weeks and I captain my captain and he gets two points every week, then I'll, I'll get the yours zero. So, perfect. <laughs> we'll get the klaxon. The klaxon was going to be for when you hit 100 points behind him. But we'll get it for when you break even. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds that sounds wonderful. <laughs> I'm I'm excited already. So um I guess um, all that's left to look at is the league then. Yeah, look at the league. Do I really want to look at it again? Oh, I dropped another place. Shock. What a, what a <laughs> shock. Um Yeah, it's pretty depressing all, all round, really. Jacob Jacob Fitter, that's the best score of the week, sixty two points. That's a good score, How do you to be honest. That? Um Everyone played. That's pretty much it, to be honest. He had three automatic substitutions in, which is which is so annoying. And they were Sufal, Watkins, and Dunk, who all scored. Um, sorry, all got points. So ridiculous. Sufal with an assist, Dunk with a clean sheet and bonus points. Watkins with a goal and bonus points. Um, yeah, and and substituted out was Shaw, Fernandez, and Jota. So of one of one person who wanted that game to be cancelled was uh, was Jacob Fisser because that is. A very very good score. That's strong. Um, no one else really. Everyone yeah, else. I think the best after that was Matty Brown on forty seven. Now uh, we got Jordan Palmer seen, on forty eight as well. Yeah, I've just seen Sam Johnson got seven points, even though he conceded as well. I know, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I didn't realize that. How many saves did he make? Let's have oh a look. well, I assume it must be an absolute crazy amounts. Nine, I think. Uh, Nine saves. Yeah, nine yeah, saves. Fair play, okay. Deserves a few bonus points for that. So that's is that that's is it impressive? One every three? Three three so you got one three, three save yeah. points. So Plus that's bonus points five. Then. So he must have got two bonus points. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. And yeah, it's um it's getting very tight at the top now as well. Rob and Rory, only fifteen points separate them. Um Oh yeah. 
That is that is getting tight. Yeah. yeah the race for the title is on. I just on. want to catch Jamie. <laughs> He's 30 points ahead of me. I really don't know how I'm going to manage that because, as I said a couple of weeks ago, our teams are literally the same. Um, But I'm going to try somehow. Somehow gain ground on him. Because if I do that, then I'll finish um, top of our our private league. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of conceding that we're not going to catch Rory or Rob at this point. I think that is a bit far-fetched. I reckon I could do it still. Yeah, probably you could. But then... I'm only like, what, how many points am I behind now? Just over 100, isn't it? Yeah, that's easy. Just get just get no, your third no, wild no, no, card. No, sorry. Just, just over 200 points <laughs> behind Rob, actually. Just get your third wild card and you'll be grand. Yeah, I assume they're going to give that to me from, you know... Out of pure pity. Yeah, and just just make sure that games actually go ahead, and you'll be grand, no problem. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I am planning. I am planning a protest at uh, one of the games. It's just me <laughs> on my own. <laughs> just grab one of the cameras and throw them, and then get put in prison. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Safety, not in numbers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I think that's that's that pretty much wraps up. Oh, yeah. For if you want to, if you want to join that league, then it's DFJ three Z two. So, I mean, we've got two or three weeks left, but never too late to join. About so you can join and just, you know, jump above me as well. Come in above Tom. It's been quite entertaining seeing people jump in and just go, oh, oh, that's another one. That's another one above me. Great. Fantastic. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, if, you, uh, if you're enjoying us, like, uh, like and subscribe is always welcome. Um, you can follow us both on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm FPL Dummy Tom and Cam's FPL Dummy Cam. Um, no guesses for how we came up with those names um, <laughs> took us and, hours yeah, we'll be back again Sorry. took us hours honestly we were trying for <laughs> ages like oh do we want to be on on Twitter and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stupid names and there's we thought, got well, to be a name somewhere in this yeah that sums up how bad we are at this game and uh, it came just quite quickly actually surprisingly so no prizes no prizes for them um, yeah obviously if you got this far you've already listened to us but if you you know if you're listening to us on a satellite dish somewhere in the middle of nowhere then you can you can find us on on all the normal channels so we're on Spotify Apple uh, iHeartRadio some other bits and pieces tune in I, I can't think of all the weird ones we're on now we've gone there's clear there's a proper out that we've ones. gone clear pocket casts I don't know there's a few <laughs> and yeah so thanks for listening um, back again next week to more than likely quote Randy Shafter again um Cry, 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 cry for several more weeks, and just vent generally. Um, should we actually try and should we actually try and um, quote him one more time to, to see us out? FPL can fucking do one. Shove your bastard game up your bastard bollocks. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>